This is the Wealth Ability for CPAs show. Better clients, better practice, better life. Here's Tom Wheelwright. Welcome to the Wealth Ability for CPAs show, where we're always learning how to develop better clients, a better practice, and have a better life. Hi, this is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder, and CEO of WealthAbility, and very excited about today's show. You know, we all know that one of the biggest challenges we face as owners of CPA firms are employees. Employees can be a pain in the butt. We know that. But what if, what if we could hire employees who loved coming to work and who we loved being around? Could that even be possible? What we're going to discover today is how to set up your environments, how to set up your office, how to set up your recruiting, how to set up your interviewing so that you only get employees that believe in what you do. See, the challenge that we have as CPAs is we get really bogged down in the day-to-day. We get, we get so wrapped up in serving our clients and you know, doing tax returns and financial statements and bookkeeping and, and we're just overwhelmed with work, we forget that we need to decide who we are. Now, I know this has been a theme on our show before, that how do we decide who we are? Well, you know, we, we have this network of CPAs, right, that's growing literally almost every day. And when my uh, sales team came to me and they said, how do we decide if we let somebody into the network? And I said, it's really easy. You let somebody in the network, if you go, I'd like to hang out with this, this person. I'd like, like to hang out with them. If you don't want to hang out with them, why would you let them in? I believe the same thing is true for employees. If you don't want to hang out with them, why would you ever bring them in as employees? I don't care how, what their resume looks like. I don't care how strong their resume looks. I don't care what, what they say they can do. If I don't want to hang out with them, I don't want to be around them. And, and that's true. You know, I'm at, I'm at that age where I'm pretty picky about who I hang around with. You know, I do a lot of speaking around the world. I only speak primarily for one company because I like hanging out with them. We were just in Mexico City, um, and they flew. They were not, it, was, it wasn't their event. It was actually a friend of mine's event. But they flew from Singapore and London to come support us. I want to hang out with these guys. So think about your employees. You know, the very first thing I would think about is, do you want to hang out with this person? Is this person you go, you know what? Forget work. I like you. Now, think about why you like them. We tend to like people who share our values, the challenge that most of us have is we've never really identified our values. I mean, we know it in our gut. We go, yeah, we have values. Yeah, we, you know, we believe in truth and honesty and the American way, whatever it is, right? But we've never really sat down and decided these are our core values. This is what we care about. For example, WealthAbility, we did this first thing. And what we decided was one of our values was having fun. For example, I just bought a new building, and the name of the building, we're renaming the building to Playworks, because I think work ought to be a type of play. So we want to have fun. Well, that's our value. I, I know for a fact that's not most CPAs' value, but that's our value. 
Okay, so when we do training, for example, we want to have fun. When we are working, our employees, we want to make sure they're having fun. Well, we don't want employees who don't want to have fun. We don't. If they're not fun people, you know, and I'm not talking about joke, 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 right? I'm talking about just good, solid, you know, people that like to have fun. If they're not willing to have fun in their jobs, it's not a good fit for us. So you're really looking at what's a good fit for you. You have to decide who you are first. We have to decide who we are. We have to decide what do we want. You know, if if we think about our perfect culture, one of the questions we ask every recruit, in a perfect world, what would the environment be like that you worked in, in a perfect world? You know, there there are some people that are going to say, well... You know, I want to make sure that I'm comfortable and that I have flexibility and all that kind of stuff. Anytime they start talking about them, I'm done. I'm done with the interview. Because what I want is I want somebody who says, you know what? I want to be able to serve the clients. I want to be able to learn new things. I want something that's stimulating to me intellectually, okay? And I want to be working with clients that I like being around. And I want to work with a a group of people that I like being around. But I really want to get educated. I want education. I want to learn. I want to be growing. I want to, I want to do something bigger than myself. Now, here's another complaint that I hear all the time. All these millennials. I mean, this is my generation. I'm a baby boomer, right? And baby boomers are constantly complaining about millennials. Do you know, every one of my staff, including my partner, they're all millennials. And they're awesome. They're absolutely awesome. They work hard. Here's a question. Why do the millennials that I work with work hard and other millennials don't? Well, here's a key to the millennial mindset. And I'm not a millennial, but my millennials that I hang out with, they tell me this, okay? They want to be involved with something that's bigger than themselves. They want to be involved with something that's important, that's going to change the world. So the question is, how are you going to change the world? If you're sitting there doing bookkeeping and financial statements and that's all you're doing, are you changing the world? Now, I would argue that, yes, in small ways, you are changing the world. But what employees need is they really need what we'd call a brightness of the future. They need to see that there's something bigger that they're reaching for. And whether that's personal development and they're personally developing is something bigger and better, what they really need, though, is they need something to shoot for. Who are we going to be? How are we going to be different than what we are right now? If we're doing tax returns and a little bit of tax consulting, some financial statements, how are we going to serve our clients in the future that is different than we're serving them now? How are we going to get better? How are we going to improve? How are we going to make a difference in the world? Your employees care about that. Now, you may not care about it. You may go, well, I just want a job. I want to own my job. Well, if, if that's what you want, that's fine. I have no objection to that you want a lifestyle business and you just want something that's comfortable, then that's your values. You value that comfort. You value that security. And what you want then is you want employees who also value security. You want employees who who want the steadiness of the same work day in, day out. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Those are not my values. That doesn't mean that those aren't your values. And I don't think values are right and wrong. I think values are yours and mine. Whatever our values are, they're fine. I, I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not one to make judgment calls. Well, these values are good and these values are bad. No. These values are theirs and these values are ours. 
and this is who we are. But when you do, once you figure out what your values are, you must be adamant about those values. You have to be relentless with those values. It's so important that we maintain consistency in what we do. Think about your employees like you would your teenage son or daughter. Think about your employees like you would your teenage son or daughter. They're constantly going to push the envelope. At the same time, they want boundaries. Now, anybody who's had a teenager, or a three-year-old for that matter, because three-year-olds and teenagers are about the same, right? One's coming out of babyhood and one's coming out of childhood. They're going to push the boundaries, but they still need the boundaries. So we have to fix the boundaries. And we're going, oh, well, you know, the employment market is tight. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I heard this from former partners. Well, the employment market's tight, so we kind of have to give them what they want. Baloney. I'm not going to give them what they want. I'm going to give them what I want. And if they want what I want, then they're a good fit. If they don't want what I want, they are not a good fit. I don't care how good they are technically. I don't care what a great person they are. Because if I give something they don't want, if I push that on them, that's a form of abuse. right? I'm abusing them because I'm forcing them to do something they don't want to do. That's the definition of abuse. I want you to want what I want you to want. Where if we can get in alignment where they want what we want, we just have to be really transparent in that interview. Here's who we are. Be transparent. Don't, don't put on this phony face of, oh, you know, we're going to grow into this big multinational firm and we're going to do all this. If that's not what's going to happen, right? If that's what you want to do, great. If that's not what you want to do, then don't say that's what you want to do. You say, you know what, we're, we're kind of like a little family here. We, we, you know, we're going to have some bickering, and we're going to, but we're, for the most part, we're going to get along, and, and we're just going to kind of plug along. If that's your, if those are your values, then just be transparent about them. Those aren't my values, okay? They're not. I mean, I will be transparent about that, okay? I want to change a profession. I want to change the world. And my employees, whether, and I have two companies, right? So I have my little, C, my, my CPA firm and my CPA firm, we're changing the world by developing new ways to do things that we can actually share with other CPAs. That's what we do. We're an incubator. And my, my CPA staff, they know that we're an incubator. So when, when we come up with new ideas, we're not keeping those to ourselves. We share them with the, with the, the WealthAbility Network. And they know that that's what we do. So on the WealthAbility side, we're primarily a marketing and, and network company, right? We, 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 we've got this network of CPAs, and then we market basically everybody's services. That's what we're doing. But we market them a very specific way, right? We have a very specific brand. Okay, this is what we do. This is how we do it. I tell people that as a CPA network, we're the Marine Corps of networks meaning that we have strict standards and rules. You don't want to be part of that. You don't want to maintain those strict standards and rules. That's okay. Just don't join our network. Okay? We don't need you. What we need is we need people who are willing to be better, who want to learn, who want to grow, who want to develop themselves, and, and want to literally change how they do business. We want we want CPA firms who want to be profitable, not at their client's expense, but by helping their clients become more profitable themselves. Those are our values. My point here is, look, you can't divorce 
who you are with your clients from who you are with your staff. The most important thing in the world today is transparency. We see it in the political process. We see those who aren't transparent, they don't do well politically right now. Those who are transparent do, regardless of what they say. Right? I mean, you have people saying all sorts of stupid stuff. They're transparent. And people like that. It's very important in today's internet world, internet-connected world, that we be transparent. Be transparent with your employees, be transparent with your recruits, and be transparent with your clients. But most of all, be transparent with yourself. Admit who you are. I know that I want to be learning all the time. That's who I am. I mean, I spend, I spend a lot of time with Robert Kiyosaki. I spend a lot of time with the, the Rich Dad Advisors. Why? Because everybody there wants to learn. I'm always learning new stuff. Robert's always sending me a new video. You know, watch this. Look at this. I was talking to a client yesterday. He says, who happens to know the... A, a former vice chair of the Federal Reserve, I'm going, that is so cool. Can you introduce me? He says, yeah, I'd be happy to. I'm going, that's what I want. I want to be growing and developing, getting bigger and doing more. And that's who our network is. Well, that's who our employees tend to be. So we have employees who have been with us for 15 years. My partner has been with me almost 20 years. Why? Because when, when, when my partner and I first became partners, now she was my employee before then. When we first became partners, which was a result of a breakup of a, of a former partnership, the very first thing we did, and this was busy season, by the way, the very first thing we did was sit down and spend three hours developing our values. I'm going, look, what happened with my former partner was we didn't share the same values. We didn't know who we are. Now, over the years, we've kind of fumbled a, a, along. My goal from day one is I wanted a place, I wanted a CPA firm where people loved coming to work. That was number one goal. Number two goal was I wanted to be able to serve entrepreneurs at the highest level possible. But my number one goal was I wanted a place where people loved coming to work. It literally took me 20 years to figure that out. It took me 20 years to figure it out. What I want to do is share that with you. Once we understand who we are and we are adamant that this is who we are and we do not let people infringe on that. Okay, Blair Singer wrote a great book several years ago called Code of Honor, Team Code of Honor. Now, the idea behind it is we have rules and we follow those rules and those rules basically enforce our values. So we set our values, right? Values, we set our values and we, we, we look at our vision and we look at our mission, you know, what are we all about? And then we have a, a set of rules, not very many rules, five, six, seven rules. And these rules enforce that they're rules that enforce our values. For, let me give you an example. So one of our rules is we respond to every communication within one business day. Now that response may be, can I get back to you in a few days? But we always respond within one business day. That's one of our critical rules, right? Because that's a very, very much function of being responsive and responsiveness is one of our values. We want to be responsive. So when you look at who you are, develop that code of honor and share that with your recruits. Make sure that you're going over that with your employees on a regular basis. Now, if you see that employees are out of line, you know, employees, recruits, people that are job, doing a job interview, there's a lot of places for them to get help. There's, there's lots of YouTube videos. There's lots of coaching. So they can be very polished. So it's going to be easy to make a mistake because they can absolutely pull the wool over your eyes and they'll say, oh yeah, I, I, those are great values. Well, that doesn't mean that those are their values. 
right? I had partners that did not share my values. And so what did I do? I eventually had to break up with those partners. And now with my, my new partner, so I've got a partner in my CPA firm, I've got my partner that's been my partner for 20 years with WealthAbility. And my partner in my CPA firm, I was really clear, this is what I want to accomplish. This is what I want to do. This is, what, what we're, this is who we're going to be. And, and she and I are like strictly online. In fact, I brought her in because I knew she was online because she'd been an employee. So I knew who she was. I, I knew what, she, what, what type of person she was. And I knew that if she were managing the company, which is what she does, that she would manage it that way. But I still don't, I don't abdicate. Okay, I did that. I did that for years. I turned, it, I turned over management to other people. And they were good people. They just weren't me. And I'm tougher than most managers. I am. I, that, that's my nature. Okay, I'm much more demanding to myself and I'm more demanding of others. I want that in my company. I want people to know what the boundaries are. I want people to know, A, I care about them. I want them to succeed. If we have an employee that doesn't succeed, it is my fault. It is nobody else's fault. It is my fault. That's on me. So we have to constantly be looking at ourselves. When we look at ourselves and we, th this is why I say developing your CPA firm is a matter of personal development. It is absolutely a matter of personal development. When we work, I coach about 60% of our members are in a coaching program with me. And, and when I coach them, it's all personal development, right? I mean, they'll ask me technical questions from time to time, but for the most part, we're talking about personal development. How do we delegate? How do we, uh, how do, you know, how, how do we allow people to run through their paces? That's something that I learned many years ago is that you have to allow people to make mistakes. Mistakes have to be okay. If mistakes aren't okay, you're, you're never going to have the environment you want. You're never going to have employees who are happy because they're always going to feel this level of abuse because they're going to make mistakes, just like you're going to make, make, make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. What I've gotten good at is getting out, of, you know, fixing my mistakes. That's actually what I'm really good at is fixing mistakes. So I have to make mistakes be okay. Now, I want them to learn from their mistakes. I don't want, I, I prefer they not repeat their mistakes, but the reality is, is I repeated my mistakes. So why would I be any different with them? I want them to be willing and able to fail and fail fast. That's something that I want for my employees. So I let them know that in the interview. I let them know that on a daily basis. It's okay. You're getting review notes. That's fine. You're learning. Great. Thank you for, you know, every once in a while you get a, a return back and there's no reviews. I'm going, thank you so much. You, you've learned so much. You've come so far. So they need the encouragement, right? You have to keep reinforcing them, but it's got to be because you like them. It's got to be because you actually do appreciate them. This is the environment we want, both in our CPA firm, in our marketing firm, and frankly, in our network, is one where people always want to grow, they always want to get better, and they're always encouraging each other. This is a team effort. I don't even give individual bonuses anymore. I give team bonuses. Everybody gets a bonus, but it's, it's an equal bonus to everybody on the team. Why? Because I want this to be a team effort. I don't want this to be an individual effort. I want everybody helping everybody else. And so we've, we've been able to generate this culture where people help, everybody helps everybody else. And they know that there are high standards. And, and do people wash out sometimes? Totally. We have turnover. I'm always hopeful that it's turnover because 
they're going to a place that's more comfortable for them, that, that fits them better. We, I, I've had two professional employees, um, C, CPA employee, firm employees, leave in the last couple of years. They both went into industry. I'm happy for them. The environment in, in our CPA firm is we expect a lot. We do. Okay, and if you want to grow, you want to develop, you want to get better, you're never going to grow as much as you will in our CPA firm. We right now, my, my partner is on, on maternity leave. So I have young managers. One of them has only been with us for three months. I have young managers running the practice. I've been traveling for a month. I have young managers running the practice. I have to let them go through their paces, but I have to be there to encourage them and to support them. Here's the thing. Employees, in reality, make or break the firm, but more than anything, they make or break you. By the way, one, so one other little hint here. If there's something good that happens in your firm, it's because of your employees. If there's something that bad happens, it's because of you. And that's the way I look at it. If people say, people come up to me and say, wow, I just love working with your firm and going, don't we have great employees? Aren't they amazing? If somebody comes up to me and says, I had this issue and th this is my problem, I said, I, I always say, I'm so sorry. That is totally on me. The worst thing in the world, I, the one thing I hate the most is when I go to somebody and say, oh, that was my assistant. You know, she did that. I'm going, no, she didn't. She did it because you didn't train her. She did it because you weren't with it. Okay? So what's critical here is that we're actually taking responsibility. We take ownership of who we are, of who our firm is, and what type of employees we want. And we make sure that we're, yes, we're constantly supporting them. At the same time, we're constantly challenging them. We're giving them the opportunity to grow because I'm telling you right now, your employees want to grow. They want to get better. And if they don't, then maybe they're not in the right place, right? Maybe they should be somewhere else. So we'll talk about that on another podcast. We'll talk about how to actually get identify employees that aren't going to work out, how to release them from their pain because they are in pain. And we'll talk about how to do that in, in a future podcast. But for now, just remember, once you know who you are and once you know who your firm is, and once you establish rules, a code of honor that enforces your values and, and you watch constantly, you're constantly vigilant, you never abdicate, okay, like I did. Okay, you never do that. When you do that, you're always going to have better clients, a better practice, and a better life. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the WealthAbility for CPA show. Better clients, better practice, better life. To learn more, go to WealthAbility.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>